Kevin and Mike are here to give you great news. Nice. How come you never say one? Three, two, one. How That's true. It, right? I think it's a technical thing like the, the big boys. He says three, two. And then I'm supposed to take a beat. I see. Okay. He doesn't want right. us. He doesn't want the audience to hear I'll do one. one. I see. I do, one. do one. Let's start again. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay. Now, do I go after one or do I? Okay. Welcome to uh, Great News. It's a podcast with myself, Kevin Ryder, and Mike Catherwood. Hello, everyone. And we bring you only positive stories. Uplifting, positive energy coming from us, going to you. We have an intro? Yeah. What do you say, like, uh, like, uh, like, uh, like 90s skate punk? Like, sure. Uh, like Pennywise sure. or something? Sure. Or <clears throat> a little Pennywise would be good. Oh, 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 intro! Yeah, it's the intro! Say hello to the happy goodbye to the blues! Kevin and Mike are here to give you great news! Fucking government! <laughs> well done. Thanks, dude. Our first story is about a seven-year-old. What kind of a seven-year-old were you, Mike? Um, annoying, but not... I was never, like, bad, mean, bad, but I right. was... I was uh, if you had me as a teacher, you hated it because Same. I, I was a cut-up. You know, I was, I, was throwing, I was throwing rocks at my neighbor, Robbie Joyner. Robbie. Good old Robbie. And uh, this kid is seven years old. His name is Kevin... Time o- out. Wait. We've heard the story of you throwing rocks at Robbie Joyner for yes. 30 years on Kevin and Bean. <laughs> yes. When you say you were throwing rocks at Robbie Joyner, did he walk by your house and you lob a couple? Did he, Oh, no, no. Was he right next to you and you're like, don't move, motherfucker? There was a, a chain link fence between our two houses. Okay. So he'd be standing like in a hallway of his house or behind his garage or something. And we were loading up and we were really throwing as hard as we could. Did you ever seriously hurt Robbie no, Joyner? I don't know that I ever seriously hit him. <laughs> I, I just like to hear that poor Robbie After 20 okay. years of throwing rocks, I don't think I ever hit him. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we were, we were really bringing the heat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This seven-year-old's name is Kavanaugh Bell. And he's, Kavanaugh a, Bell. he's a pretty special kid. Yeah. Especially during the pandemic. Watch this video. Well, this story will make you smile. A first grader in Gaithersburg, Montgomery County, on a mission to help the elderly through this coronavirus pandemic with care packages. Amy Kawada introduces us to the young philanthropist who hopes to make a difference through love and positivity. What's up, guys? Unfortunately, I can't go inside because I don't want to get this here sick. And it's the state law. But that doesn't stop me from helping. He may be just seven years old, but Kavanaugh Bell has a heart full of love to share. Can I just butt in right there? Yeah. Let the kid finish what he's saying. Seriously. Why does she have to talk over him? All the kid wants is a little attention. Right. Okay. <laughs> you get it. You're a national TV personality. Do just, you not get enough? Can you just shut your damn pie hole for five seconds just, for a seven-year-old? Just give him a minute and a half, minute, <laughs> 30 seconds, whatever he's going to take. Don't All interrupt right. the kid like we're doing right now. Right, exactly. <laughs> All right, here he is. That's exactly why he launched the Love is Greater Than COVID-19 Community Pantry in Gaithersburg, Maryland. Look at all this stuff behind me. The pantry's fully stocked. 
The idea came to mind when Bell realized his 74-year-old grandmother falls in the high-risk age group for coronavirus. So Bell used $600 of his own money he saved up to fund his first batch of care packages. All right, hold the video. Hold the video. The kid used his $600 in savings, wiped out his savings, dude, to buy groceries for his grandma. Dude. Were you that seven-year-old? I was absolutely not. I think my heart would be that oh, seven year old, but I just would never have six hundred dollars in savings. I would have, there would have been so many whatever you stupid have NWA CDs, fifty and, bucks yeah. in savings, whatever. Yeah, would you use it to help the the grandparent? I'd like to think probably, I would, but probably, I probably not. I wouldn't. Yeah, probably not. All right, let's roll. Bell took to social media, starting an online campaign urging people to contribute with donations to get through what he calls this coronapocalypse. And I'm only getting $10 in allowance every week, so I need your help to donate because I'm still taking donations because I want to keep the pantry stocked to help a thousand people. All right, hold on. Hold on there. So the kid, it's not enough for him to do it for his grandparent. Sure. He wants to do it for a thousand people and he doesn't have the money to do that. So he goes on social media and starts asking for people to donate. He wants to do it for a thousand people. That's really beautiful. And also, I mean, I know this isn't even close to as important, but he's like really good on camera. He is. No yeah, ums and ahs. No, he's, he's energetic. He's like, he's really better than either of us. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's watch. He's determined to help those in need at this time by overcoming fear with acts of love. If you live in the area of 20877, and if you're in need, or you know someone in need, or maybe if you have an elderly neighbor, go to cooldoop.com to request the care pack. I love you guys. Peace. Amy Kawada for WJZ. Yeah. Look at that kid. Love it. it. How great is he? If anybody in the neighborhood knows somebody old, let me know. I'll take care of them. It's really, really beautiful. And um, the weekend... Has destroyed his face, yeah, for some oh. reason. For this kid could easily fill in a better looking version. Of it's the only weekend? a matter of time. Yeah, sure. He could come in. I want to debut a new um, bit here on Great News with Kevin and Mike. Kevin, and uh, it's called um, <clears throat> Mike shows Kevin his phone. Nope. Yep. Nope. Yep. Here's the thing about Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't know him, he's the guy that has. The worst stuff possible. Like, if Mike texts me, if he texts me, mm-hmm. I expect the, if the FBI, for some reason, raided the house, yeah. they find my phone, they put me in jail yeah. for what you texted me. Yeah, I have had someone destroy a SIM card from their phone because of me. <laughs> That's a one, one million percent true. I had to, I've, probably throughout the years, I've blocked Mike three, four times. And that really, I know it's comedy. It is funny. But it does hurt me a little. But I did you're... really block him. And I by know. the way, beforehand, I would say, don't show me what's on your phone. Don't text me. If you text me, I'm going to block you. I want everyone to know I do have this insane battery of horrible stuff. None of it is violent. It's all vulgar, dis- disgusting kind of like sexual acts where uh, everyone is uh, consensual right. in it. I like... So don't get this idea that I'm like showing him some cartel beheading video. Like I, I don't like that. Right. Okay. But I. Want but to- does this qualify as great news? 
<laughs> oh, oh my God! Right? Oh. One more quick, quick glance, quick glance, quick glance. Oh my God! <laughs> and that is—that's <clears throat> not great news. That is Kevin not. Looks at Mike's phone. <laughs> Uh, since we're on the topic of young kids, my daughter will be seven, just like that, uh, that sweet young man, um, in, in April. And I, I, I can't explain how or why this exists. I, I can't get into my daughter's head. But what happened was, um, before school this morning, she's doing uh, remote learning, so we have time kind of around the house. She's dressed and ready, eats breakfast, and uh, uh, we have like a half hour to kill. She's like, you want to go to the park? I said, yes, absolutely. We have a park that's probably 200 yards from our house. So we run over there. We're playing, and she gets on this – she loves this spinny thing. You just spin. Does it make this. her sick? No. All right. And she says, uh, after like three or four times um, doing it, she goes, Papa, Papa, get out your phone. Uh, film me. Okay. Uh, I want to make a video for great news. Oh. She's going to help us. And I go, oh, okay. How old and I'm is she? She's six. She'll six. be seven in April. And I'm thinking she's going to like have some speech. Like, hey, guys, get, new show is great. You keep going. Yay. And then she, I start filming, and she does this. Hi, Kevin. And falls and over. And she falls down. And then says cut. Did she say cut? Yeah. Hi, I, Kevin. I need to see it again. <laughs> look, at the, look at the determination. Hi, <laughs> Kevin. There you go. I, I just I like play to, it. I just like to point out that she didn't say hi to you. Okay. No. Um, I, I think adoption, we can all agree, is one of the most beautiful thing, you know, exercises in humanity. The Agreed. idea that one family would decide to take on another child. Um, and I, there's a million reasons why people would choose adoption, either just philanthropic or, you know, you can't biologically have kids of your own or whatever it may be. It, at the end, the idea of taking a child that wasn't you, that you didn't, give birth to and bringing it into your own family as your own is about as beautiful as anything in the, in the world. Agreed. This story is so exceptional because this was a family who, without really wanting th anything in return, there was a local girl who grew up and the family situation, her family situation was a bit dangerous and it was at times dicey. And she, this family just thought that it would be better if she was, kind of removed from that household as much as possible. So they essentially were her de facto family for a long time. Now she's an adult and they decided this holiday season that they were going to do something to add a little special sauce to it. So this is our first boost of 2021. Let's go, everybody. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> All right. A family in Arkansas had been taking care of a young girl who lived across the street since she was just a little child. That girl, Kanya, is now a young woman. In recent years, she finished school. She got married. And over the holidays, she got a present that brought her to tears, adoption papers, so she could officially become part of that family. 
I think she said yes. <laughs> she said yes. <laughs> they were always like family. The family that adopted Kanye says the gift was for them as well because now the family is complete. Oh, sweet. That's a good one. Uh -huh. getting, out, getting out an extra order of tissues for this year. Wait, they, they had like 25 kids in there. They have a bunch of kids of their own. And this should be hoarding. This is a full... <laughs> Welcome to hoarding. <laughs> this is a full-grown woman now. Yes. She obviously is perfectly capable of taking care of herself. This was totally symbolic, but they decided that it was something that they wanted to do, and clearly it, it affected her. It meant a lot to her. And I also like how it meant a lot to the other kids yeah. that were around there she said yes yeah, that's true i mean you gotta think i mean I, I i never looked at it that way but you think if you're like a little kid especially 10 and under there has to be a little bit of like hey i don't want her creeping in on my attention some of my attention yeah, is going to get and, taken away so it is really magnanimous that they would be like no, no yeah but they already have 25 kids so there's not that much attention <laughs> none of them gets any attention <laughs> uh mine is you know the frontline workers and i do personally yes because I was in the emergency room on New Year's Eve. Yes. And I thought to myself... Not oh, on purpose, by the way. There wasn't like a rave going no, on. No, no, no. There was no rave at the hospital yeah. in, in the ER. Um, I had COVID. But, um, and I looked at every single person and I was so grateful. Yeah. And most of the stories that are coming out are so many people have passed away. So many. And these people on the front line... Like, mine was the most mild case for these people. Damn. Um, and not everybody has a lot of money. Correct. But some people would like to thank the frontline workers, and there's a man who wanted to thank them in his own way. Oh, yeah. That's right. Come here, nurse. Bounce. Bounce. Oh, no. Thank you. No, no, no. COVID patients, the same is happening to the doctors and nurses who care for them. When this is all over, we'll owe them a huge debt of gratitude. But as Garvin Thomas shows us, one North Bay artist isn't waiting that long to show it. Here, see, this is the real art artist look. When you're an artist like John Decker, working from home is nothing new. I'm 72 now, and I've been painting since I was... 19, 20 years old. So when the pandemic hit, it didn't change how John painted. It has, though, changed what or who he paints. John couldn't help but notice the people around him who didn't have the option of staying at home. So I just, uh, uh, I, I started doing all these, uh, the milkman, the delivery guy, the mailman, the, you know, somebody working at the cash register. It was like all of these occupations that they just had to keep working. It was the start of a series of portraits of people who risked their health to keep our world working. Once finished, John gives the portrait to the subject for free. John has lately been focusing on those working on the very front lines, nurses, at Santa Rosa Memorial Hospital. There's time and there's thoughtfulness to it. And Sheila Smith has been a nurse at Memorial for 18 years. She got a message from John asking her to take a picture of herself and some colleagues, which John then spent hours upon hours turning into portraits. Like one of my post prized possessions now because it just represents an amazing act of, of just thoughtfulness and kindness, oh. the bright light during a really um, hard season of being a nurse. Hold it right there. Hold it right there, please. Hold it right. No, yeah, pause. 
you see her right her right eye was messed up. What was her left eye actually? Had like it looked like she was in a fight. Let's go back. Can we can we scroll back? I must see. Can we go girls. back? Look at her. Oh. All right. Dude. <laughs> she, what she happened just, <laughs> on that day? She was in a kickboxing fight. <laughs> <laughs> like you do in the ER. <laughs> okay. Roll it again. <laughs> the bright light during a really um, hard season of being a nurse. I felt very honored to be included in one of his portraits. And Lori North also had her portrait done. The two nurses say over the past year they have received gifts of gratitude for their work, such as food or masks, but nothing like this. It's acknowledging what they have done and thank you. And, and I have a special skill and you shared whatever skill you have and, and, and I'm, I'm sharing mine. A truly timeless gift, honoring just how important their roles have been during such a troubled time. Garvin Thomas, NBC Bay Area News. How amazing is that? Because a lot of times we talk about, oh, somebody came into Walmart and paid off all the stuff on layover. Somebody paid medical bills. You don't have to have money. No. Do what you do what you have. Yeah, some of the stories we've talked about on past episodes you know, highlights that. Like I remember the guy who was a, a drone operator. Yes. He was like, I'll I, I'll help with my skill. And he found a lost dog. And that always makes me feel so much worse. <laughs> because I think like, oh man, it's amazing. People use their skill set, their special skill to give back. And I was like, I can't what can I do? Like, hey, wanna see gross pictures on my phone? <laughs> I mean, maybe there are people out there who do. I'm just not I'll one of them. I'll uplift you with... I'm just not one of them. <laughs> That's all. Uh, okay. College. Uh, it's really one of... Yes. Not, not for me, but um, most people, they understand that, you know, at that age, 18, 19 years old, if you can uh, get into a good college, it's going to transform your life for the most part. Um, and... It's such a big moment. I would imagine it wasn't in my life, but you know, I did see those kids when you have your dream school and you're just waiting to hear back that level of anticipation and is a crazy amount of pressure for a junior in high school. It's just a, it's a crazy. monstrous level of, um, of pressure. And you know, sometimes it's not helped by parents who add to the pressure because, you know, they really you want... You get in, you get you in, want, you get in, you, you get in. want your kid to have a great life. Yeah, you know? of course. So I thought that even though this isn't an extraordinary moment of, um, of philanthropy or, or, or generosity, to capture this on film, this young man uh, getting into his dream school, at the moment, his sister is hanging out with him and decided to film it, and you can just watch it and, and I think absorb the positive energy that comes from the kid finding out that he is in fact going to his dream school. Guys, we got our news covered. Would you like a boost? Yes. Here we go. All right. Waiting to be accepted by your dream college can be one of the most anxious times in a young person's life. So check out what happens when this student in Kentucky logs on to see if he got into Duke University. Oh, man. Oh, man. Status update? Status update. Ooh, it's in Blue Vulcan Frank, and I was like, oh. oh. Let's go! 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 Let's go!
Yeah, he's in. And that, by the way, was his sister. She's there for moral yes. support to celebrate him. Oh. That's a moment. Yes. That's a moment right it's there. It's a happy blue couple. <laughs> I love that so much. Let's go! I love that so Let's much. Go. Can we watch the video again? Is that all right? Because it really did make me happy. Right? He's sitting there staring, just waiting for any type of words. Yeah. Yeah, big time joy. Oh, like, man. Oh, man. So nervous. Status update? Status update. Oh, it's in Vulcan Frank, and I was like, oh. oh. <laughs> I love that. There's something so incredible about watching a human achieve utter, utter ecstasy, like supreme levels of euphoria. You know, there's that 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 once in without, a lifetime without drugs, without drugs. Yeah, that, I think that, I think that's at least for me. That's why like insane sports moments, you know, like Kirk Gibson's home run or something Same. where you're watching a human, like their brain is breaking with joy and happiness. It's too much. Yeah. It's yeah. too much to take in at the it, time. It's an and, overload. Uh, it's just, I think it's so special to see those kind of moments. All right. Uh, this is great news. And mine is a woman who starts a sanctuary at her home after a goat wandered up her driveway. <laughs> Now, <laughs> this is uh, Beverly Hills. I want you to, Manhattan. I want you to uh, watch this video okay. and ask yourself the question: Did the goat walk up her driveway, or did she corral, corral the, the goat? She stole the goat. You stole. The That's goat. all I'm saying. Usually, when it's really cold, he'll put his little nose inside your jacket to keep his nose warm, um, and he goes in for like right behind the ear, little kisses. Those are sort of his favorite spots. From out of nowhere, uh, a goat and a sheep wandered up our driveway, stopped right in front of the house. Having considered having goats one day in our life when the goat wanders <laughs> up your driveway, I kind of took it as a sign that the universe was saying, this is your goat. I hate videos that put up just words. Yes, don't make me read. <laughs> Marvin here is the reason that we started that seven years ago, and we've been growing slowly ever since. <laughs> and so we really built everything for them. Um, all of the fencing went in, all of the structures went in. We self-learned. We got our vet situated um, and haven't looked back. Thoughts? Hey, Marvin. Of course, really Marvin has a special place in her. He loves connection, and he loves attention very likable goat he has a lot of fans when we have people come and visit that's for sure and you can see why this is uh this is him boom headbutt yeah just ram headbutt her. just ram Cracks right her skull right open right through her and although i don't preach a vegan lifestyle i do like to show people that there is something behind the eyes and the brains of these animals and give them a different perspective and most people leave saying i cannot believe how how lovely they are and how inquisitive and that their personalities are, are all so different. And, uh, and that's a gift that I'm, I'm able to share them in that way with people. That's really amazing. Fur babies. Yeah, goats are a strange one because they are literally like a sign of evil. Like are they? the goat head and like, oh, you know, yeah. like, you know, like the, those weird like pagans, they all have like goat skin chaps and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Um, but they're really loving animals. And that one in particular, if you saw, like, 
she says, Marvin has a special place in our hearts still. Well, of course, he was like practically making love to her neck. Goats are a weird one. I like them, though. They're, they're a good animal. Um, Kevin, I, had, um, I have to unfortunately take a break and go get a friend of ours because uh, he has something very important to say. Okay. All right. This might be a good time to remind you to subscribe if you like this show. Oh, play the dog. Play the dog. Even better, play the dog. This is the happy dog. Oh, I love the happy dog. Hey, mira, someone gave that dog. Oh, just a happy, happy, happy guy. Oh, just a look at that happy, oh, the happy dog. <laughs> hey, Rudy. What's up, dog? Literally, Are you like, asking me? Or no, no, I'm talking to you, fool. Okay. Hey, Okay, oh. we can let's stop with the dog now. I like uh, no, it's funny that that you showed that video because I had that um, with, a problem with one of my dog, my dog Manazuma. Um, he he got into my wife's scante, you know, methamphetamine. Yeah, and that that's what he did all day for like dong 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 dong. He, he cleaned our kitchen. That seems um, like quite a yeah problem. I don't like recommend methamphetamine, pero um, you know, my wife she was overweight she had a real problem and you know i love her so much and she um she tried la crossfit and weight watchers and all that shit and right nothing would work and i would see her cry you know in the mirror so the I, sad girl i did yeah i'm sad girl i had to do what i had to do no you didn't <laughs> so i called i did fool i called up my homie bucket in uh in, bucket in pacoima dog you know that Vato Bucky, you know, he lives with uh, Parameters. You know the homie Parameters? Oh, I do, yeah. Parameters is one of my favorites. <laughs> so I called him up, you know, and he's always got the scante. So I, I, I got a little, and then I just started secretly putting it in her horchata and her fucking huevos. All... She lost 185 pounds. <laughs> I don't feel like that's the way to go. Life-changing, you know? I mean, she also, she cut off her leg. Because uh, she said there were bugs in it, but she lost 185 <laughs> pounds. Mexican keto, that's Mexican keto right there. There you that's go. A, so anyway, hey, just uh, real quick, I want to come by because um, I know this is a good uh, like uh, forum to get people's ears and get people thinking. Okay. But you know how like the Redskins, you know, they, they changed their name because it wasn't sensitive, you know. To the Washington football team. Yeah, and then now the Cleveland Indians, for they're changing it. Does that make you happy? I feel like, yeah, people feel like they've been um, mira, discriminated against. They deserve to have changes made. You know, I like that. But I started thinking, like, what's up with the Cleveland Browns, dog? What? The Browns. Clearly. It's not clearly in, anything. Clearly, that's, you might as well be the Beaners, dog. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Wouldn't the, it be great if they changed their name to the Beaners? The Cleveland Beaners, <laughs> I might appreciate a little more. It's, they're brown and they have brown Helmets fool. You think that they're talking about brown skinned people? That's what I'm saying, fool. And I think there needs to be a change. It needs to be the Cleveland wasps or some shit. <laughs> you want to make sure and keep it offensive? Or if they if they're gonna like you know uh uh como se dice like um uh, if they're going to write our coattails, the right. proud Mexican and, and Latino people, right. then do it. You should be like the, the, the Cleveland Aztecs or the Cleveland fucking dope ass people, Cleveland, <laughs> Cleveland 
Cheech and Chong. You know, I'm, uh, I'm well, I love, well, I love that one. I feel like you might be reading too much into the Browns. Cleveland Brown Pride. I, okay, I don't think they're referring to people from Mexico or people Latin from America. Cleveland, we're Mexicans, not Mexicans. It's a little long, but I support Cleveland it. Cleveland Machete. I like it. That's what I'm talking about. I like about. that one. Hey, great news. Thank you. That is great news. Um, if you're enjoying this podcast, you can uh, subscribe and uh, recommend it to your friends. That'd be very nice. Hey, Mike. Hey, did you see Rudy? I saw Rudy, yeah. He just gave us some, some great suggestions. I don't, I don't know about that guy. Yeah. You know, yeah he's living with me because of lockdown and every once in a while. He seems to be around a lot. He gave me bat tacos the other night. What? Bat tacos. Oh. For me, and I thought that was a little bit... That's too far. Uncalled for. Yeah. Yeah. That's too <clears throat> far. All right. We got an outro? Sure. <clears throat> Ooh, girl, it's an outro. I haven't been the same since you left me, and I've been listening to The Cure a lot. Oh, but now I'm happy. I'm no longer blue. Because Kevin and Mike, they gave me all the great news. Very touching. That's my emo outro. <laughs> Very touching. We will see you tomorrow. Kevin and Mike are here to give you great news. Nice. <laughs>